Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, ninth, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the PrepWell podcast. Today's episode is specifically for parents of 14 and 15-year-old boys. It's not an episode, however, for the boys themselves. And I say this up front because many parents co-listen to this podcast in their cars with their children while driving to and from soccer or hockey or piano or play practice or you name it. And normally, I love the idea of co-listening to this podcast in the car. And you'll see that I promote that practice today as well, but just not for today's topic. In fact, I'm not even sending an email or a text to any PrepWell students to promote the episode, which I normally do. Not that many of them listen to these episodes on their own anyway, but I do know some who do, and I don't necessarily want them listening in today. Would it be the end of the world? No but it's really geared toward parents. Why am I focused on 14 and 15-year-old boys, generally 9th and 10th graders? Well, they happen to be the cohort of students that seem to be the most challenging for parents, in my experience. I would say 70% of the one-on-one work that I do with parents and students is focused on the challenges of how to engage 14 and 15-year-old boys in the college admissions process. The girls, they become more challenging a little bit further down the line, as 16, 17, and 18-year-olds, as juniors and seniors in high school, and they have slightly different issues. And of course, Preppel Academy is very much oriented toward 9th and 10th graders, despite how challenging it is to connect with this cohort, particularly with boys. Because 9th and 10th grade are the setup years for success in the college admissions process. And if we bury our collective heads in the sand until 11th or 12th grade, which is typical, it's basically over for any student who wakes up in the middle of junior year and decides that they want to attend a highly selective college or an Ivy League school, or they want to become a recruited athlete, or make a run at a military service academy, or an ROTC scholarship. They're done before they even start. And I don't like when that happens. And the truth is, I'm probably more sensitive to the challenges of 14 and 15-year-old boys because I have four of them myself. I have two 19-year-olds who've been through the process. I have a 16-year-old in the middle of it. I have a 13-year-old just about to enter the vortex. So it cuts close to the bone. There are a lot of reasons that would justify why parents are struggling so much with their teenage boys, including myself. And I won't go into great detail on that today, but I'm sure we can rattle off a bunch of them. I think the bottom line, in my opinion, is that a large majority of 14 and 15-year-old boys, left to their own devices, would have about zero interest in engaging in the college admissions process if there isn't some kind of intervention before their junior or senior year. 
if you, as their parent, never brought up the topic of college at all, the average teenage boy might, in a best-case scenario, start thinking about college toward the end of junior year, probably after the spring SAT, if they were even on the ball enough to take that test, maybe. Now, obviously, I'm generalizing here. There are plenty of high-end private high schools that try not to allow this to happen, and there are plenty of low-resourced public high schools that have bigger issues to deal with than early college admissions prep. I'm talking about your average teenage boy in an average high school. My guess, however, is that most of you listening don't think of your sons as average, and you probably don't think of yourselves as average parents. And you would be right, and I would agree. In fact, most parents listening to this podcast, and nearly every parent that enrolls their child in Preple Academy, thinks their child is above average, maybe even well above average. They believe their child has great potential, and they're desperate not to see that potential squandered. Well, if this describes you, welcome to the club. You've come to the right place. We're all feeling the same angst and anxiety and pressure. We want to do well by our sons. We see flickers of greatness in them, whether intellectual or athletic or artistic or musical or leadership or empathy. But we're completely paralyzed by their seeming lack of desire to take the bull by the horns and make something of themselves. I know this can be so frustrating. You want to wring their necks. Because as parents, we know what is possible. We see it in them every day, but they don't. And when we try to convince them of how bright their future could be with some effort, we get little in response. Or we're told that we don't know anything, we don't know what we're talking about, or even better than that, that we're psychos. It reminds me of taking a hold of a baby chick and trying to run as fast as you can with it. You can't grip the chick too tightly or you'll crush it, but you also can't be too hands-off or it will fall through your hands onto the ground and get trampled. So how do we find the right level of our grip on our sons? For the purposes of today's episode, I'm going to make some assumptions. Again, I'm generalizing here. If your son is the man and none of these issues apply, and he's crushing everyone and everything in his path, and he's on autopilot and you don't have to do anything, and you're in awe of how dialed in he is at such a young age, awesome. That is great news. Consider yourself lucky or a great parent or some combination. But you should also understand you're probably in the minority. And I would hazard a guess that most of us still listening don't quite have that luxury of a super soldier son. Most of us have challenges with our sons. Now, on the surface, some of these challenges aren't particularly different from what they were 10 or 20 years ago. But in my opinion, the stakes are higher today than ever before. College is outrageously expensive. If you haven't checked recently, $85,000 a year is not uncommon for room, board, and tuition. It's next to impossible to get into the more selective schools. The number of students applying to college is skyrocketing. 
what colleges consider a quote-unquote strong applicant has changed significantly in the last two to three years. Career options are changing. Entire industries are springing up and dying every other month, it seems. It's a brave new world. And today's boys, and girls, of course, they need to be well-prepared. And for some of us, it seems like our sons are going in the opposite direction. They're becoming less prepared. Why is it that 14- and 15-year-old boys seem to be, on the whole, uninterested in getting a head start on the college admissions process in ninth and 10th grade? And by the way, I'm not suggesting that this is something new, or it's their fault, or it's our fault, or it's society's fault. I'm sure it's a combination of these things and many other factors that we have to deal with. And again, I'm generalizing here. I'm sure your son doesn't fall into every one of these categories that we're about to discuss. And let me list a few of them, some of the things that are making it difficult for our 15, 14, 16-year-old sons to get with the program. Number one, lack of medium and long-term vision. Trying to get our sons to think two or three years down the road is next to impossible for most of us. They just don't seem to have the capacity to envision their future that far out, or at least think that doing something now would materially affect that future. It just doesn't seem to happen. Number two, their executive functioning skills are a work in progress, and that's being generous. I'm talking about things like organizational skills, attention to detail, following directions, turning in assignments on time tracking their grades, understanding how to manage relationships with adults. Number three, their prefrontal cortex is basically mush at this point. The prefrontal cortex is what we use to plan complex behaviors. It's responsible for how we express our personality, decision-making. It's how we moderate our social behavior. Do these sound like things that your son is particularly adept at? Number four, hormones. Their hormones are firing, which creates all kinds of bodily turbulence that manifests itself in too many gross ways to detail here, but I think you know what I mean. Number five, how about smartphones, video games, Netflix, TikTok, Instagram, Call of Duty, Girls, Sports, Creatine, Need I Continue? It's no wonder these guys get out of bed every morning. I'm serious. There's just so much access to content whose sole purpose is to get them addicted to it into a trance-like state for hours and hours on end. That is the business model. Number six, I haven't even gotten to drugs, alcohol, vaping, weed, opioids, edibles, and other wastes of time and human potential, these vices by themselves would make the journey challenging. Number seven, rebellion. This is the standard rebellious attitude adopted by teenagers, in part due to evolution, that drives teenagers to want to do exactly the opposite of what their parent wants them to do. Not because their plan makes more sense, 
but because they have a psychological drive to begin making their own decisions at any cost, almost. Because if they always listen to their parents and never have to figure stuff out on their own, how would they survive when they leave the tribe? So to test their readiness to be on their own, they subconsciously feel like they have to do the opposite of what their parents say. And if they survive, and it usually ain't pretty, it then gives them the confidence that they need to then leave the tribe. Number eight, indifference or that laid-back attitude. This is the idea that everything's fine. Everything's going to work out. Don't worry about it. It'll get done eventually. What's the rush? I'll do it later. It doesn't matter that much anyway. Stop being a psycho. I'm sure we've all heard variations of that. And this list could go on and on. And please feel free to add your challenges that you're having with your son in the comments section. I'm sure others would like to know that they're not alone on this journey. So what can we do about it? I have proposed this plan with many parents and the feedback has been very positive. So I thought I'd share it with the greater Prepwell community. It's a five-step plan. And the goal is to engage your 14 and 15-year-old son in the college admissions process before it's too late. Let's start with step one. Take their temperature. What do I mean by that? Sit down with them and ask them some probing questions. Basically, interview them. Figure out what they know, what they don't know. Have they thought about college yet? Are any of their friends talking about college? Did they even know what college is? Did they know how long college is? Why they should consider college? Ask them how many colleges they can name off the top of their head. Do they like any college in particular and why? And by the end of this five to 10 minute conversation, if you're lucky to get that much time out of them, you should have a better picture of what you're dealing with. Are they completely clueless? Did they seem interested? Did you pique their interest? Did they seem curious? What was their general attitude talking about it? The key here is to resist revealing your feelings about college, at least for now. You don't want to give them anything to push back on. You don't want to freak them out or put too many expectations on them. You just want to open the conversation and gather intel to see what you're working with. That's it. Be patient. Don't start pitching them on your alma mater right now. Just probe and listen. Step number two. While you're driving your son home from fill-in-the-blank extracurricular, mock trial, soccer practice, piano lessons, whatever it might be, turn on, in the car, episode 17 of the Prepwell podcast. That's titled, Is Your Child Apathetic About the College Admissions Process? Turn it on and just listen. That's it. Don't preface it. Don't tell your son that it's super important and they need to pay attention and they need to be on top of this. That's the kiss of death. That's an immediate shutdown. My recommendation is just turn it on and don't say anything about it. Just listen. Now, of course, the caveat here is that if your son is in the back row, the back seat with a hoodie on and his earbuds in, then that's not going to fly because he's not going to hear anything. So you may have to go to plan B 
and break it out, break out of character a little bit and say, hey, I've, you know, I've got this thing that I'd love to listen to together. Let's take the hoodie down and take the earbuds out for five or 10 minutes. Now, the episode is about 17 minutes, so you can chunk it down into a few different installments. That's fine. The point is you want to introduce your son to these concepts in a very low risk, low commitment, and low expectation way. And the car ride is one of the best ways to do this because you're both looking straight ahead. You don't have to make any eye contact with one another. It's very non-threatening. It's not like sitting your son down at the kitchen table with the bright light shining on his face to have the talk. That's too intense. And obviously, don't say in the middle of the episode, see, did you hear what Mr. Black said? I've been telling you to do this for years and you refuse. I told you I was right and he's the expert. Yeah, don't do that. Just listen. What you're looking for and listening for is feedback. Either his body language or gestures or facial expressions or maybe a question or a comment that he might have. Good or bad, doesn't matter. Does he even ask what you're listening to when this random podcast comes on? Does he seem to be listening on his own? If he does ask what you're listening to, I would say something like this. Yeah, Ben, one of my friends turned me on to this guy's name's Phil Black. He helps high school kids get into good colleges. And if you think it might pique his interest, you could add something like, yeah, this guy was a Navy SEAL, or he went to Yale and played basketball, or he was on Shark Tank twice, or yeah, this guy has four sons your age, or he's a firefighter, or he worked at Goldman Sachs, Some, try to find a hook that would get him more interested in the message than just your average guy on in a podcast. And that's it. Your job is done. You don't have to quiz him on it. You don't have to ask him how he liked it. You don't have to ask him if he wants to listen more. Nothing. You need to be a stone cold warrior here. You cannot let him detect that you want him to listen to it. I know it sounds ridiculous. And maybe you position it as if you want to listen to get smarter about the process. And oh, by the way, maybe he wants to listen too. Try not to make it seem like it's an assignment. Obviously, you know your son best and how he would react to this type of thing. The bottom line is you want to introduce these concepts to him just to see what happens. Don't be surprised if he doesn't take the bait at first or second or third. Remember, he's psychologically programmed not to give you credit for any good ideas. Let him come to the conclusion on his own that he's interested and wants to learn more. And if he doesn't get there right away, try to be patient. Step number three, continue your in-car podcasting campaign. Again, try not to make it super obvious at first that these episodes are for his benefit and if he calls you out on it and the gig is up, just level with him and say something along the lines of, all right, listen, here's the deal. This guy, Phil Black, he puts out a lot of great content that helps families prepare for college admissions. It's as much for me as it is for you. And I know maybe it seems a little bit early for this type of thing, but I have to tell you, all of my friends with older kids are warning me and us not to wait until junior or senior year. So how about we both... Just listen to a few episodes together while we're driving to practice, no pressure, and let's see if we learn anything. Fair enough? 
And hopefully with a pitch like that, he'll agree to sit and listen. Because the goal here is to build a relationship with me and with the content and to build a habit. And ideally, listening to the podcast in the car becomes a thing while you're driving around. Super low stress. No quizzes. Don't ask him if he's done X or Y. Just passively listen. Remember, as soon as it becomes an obligation or an assignment or your brilliant idea, you will probably lose him. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't engage with the message and start talking about these issues while you're driving. That would be great, but not at the cost of losing him. This is a long-term strategy. This is where you have to use your ninja parenting skills as to how to read your son. Step four, go from passive podcast listener in the car to active Prepwell student. What do I mean by this? Well, at some point, if things are going well and you're getting into the habit of listening to my podcast and your son seems to be okay with it, you may want to hit him with the following proposition. Hey, Ben, you seem to be getting some value out of what Mr. Black has to say on this podcast. Did you know that he also has an online program that's specifically geared toward 10th graders like you? And to that, he'll probably reply, no, I didn't. Well, what is that? And you'll say, well, it's similar to listening to the podcast, except it's grade specific and customized for you. So you only get information that's relevant for you, which also happens to make the sessions a lot shorter. You know, the podcasts we listen to together are for a general audience, but his online program is very custom and specific for you. Basically, he sends you a five-minute video every Sunday, giving you a little tidbit of information that you can use during the week. That's it. You listen, continue to learn, and by doing this, you're not going to miss out on anything. If he likes the idea, then go to the website and enroll him. Try to get him invested in the process by picking out which plan he wants to be on. Pathway, Ivy, Athlete, Military. And hopefully, since he's familiar with my message and me, there'll be a smooth transition from general podcast topics to specific weekly tutorial videos. If you get buy-in for the online program, you have done an amazing job. Because this is not an easy thing to do for those 14 and 15-year-old boys. Remember all those challenges and those competing interests that we discussed at the top of the show? If you've had success piquing his interest to the point where he is willingly listening to my weekly videos, you deserve a Congressional Medal of Freedom because that ain't easy. If you pull this off, you have done your son and yourself and your family a tremendous service because he will know and you will know more than any of his peers and your peers about the process. He'll gain confidence. He'll be exposed to world-class instruction. And he will be positioned for success. Step number five, next steps. Okay, so let's say you nailed it and you somehow got your 14 or 15-year-old son to actually engage in the college admissions process in ninth and 10th grade. The next step will be to figure out his ambitions and aspirations and what he'll need to do to get there. And unfortunately, that is no small chore either. But at least he'll have a fighting chance because he'll know what to expect. And hopefully he's been listening to my suggestions along the way and he's got a head start. Now, I don't have the time 
to go into all of the 11th and 12th grade options in this episode, but there are several podcast episodes that cover how to think about this phase of the process. I think it's episode 82 in particular, talks about whether to consider hiring a private college counselor or not. That may come into play in 11th or 12th grade, so check that one out. This is actually when things really start getting fun. And if you've done a good job priming the pump through 9th and 10th grade, presumably you'll do a good job mentoring him through the home stretch. And of course, the Preppel Academy curriculum doesn't stop after 10th grade. It continues all the way through senior year. So if worse comes to worse, you'll always have that to fall back on. I wish you the best of luck with this five-step plan. And please share in the comments below how things are working out for you and your son. That's all I've got for you today, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for the continued support. If you happen to know a parent with a 6th, 7th, 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader in high school that might find this helpful, please share the episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with the tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button. Text your friends the link to this episode with a little personal note from you recommending that they give it a listen. Of course, if you have questions, comments, or an idea for an upcoming episode, please reach out to me by email, DM me on Instagram, check out our blog, Facebook page, connect with me on LinkedIn. I would love to hear from you. Until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by PrepWell Academy. PrepWell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to PrepWellAcademy.com and enroll your child today.